Hello everyone, Coach Joe here and welcome to the Magellan Network Podcast, where you'll learn the rules and tools for success in the financial services industry to become a better business owner, entrepreneur, and professional. If you like this podcast and want to subscribe, search the Magellan Network Podcast with Coach Joe on SoundCloud or iTunes. With that said, let's get into it. Hi, this is Coach Joe Lucas, and welcome to this episode of the Magellan Network Show. Uh, in this episode, what I'm going to do is share with you uh, some new concepts, something that I personally work with my coaching clients on for many, many years, uh, but really don't talk a lot about it uh, here in the kind of public forum. Look at me, a lot of advisors look at me as sort of the, you know, I'm the, I'm the business plan guy, I'm the morning ritual guy, I'm the daily game plan guy, I'm the mindset guy, which, which I love. And and, you know, those are things that absolutely have to be there as an advisor to, to really be successful. But along those lines, you know, I have been around a lot of very, very successful advisors in my over 25-year career. And, you know, what I do is I teach and I learn. It's really a symbiotic type relationship. So one of the things that I, I truly believe in and it's very profitable to do is understand as an advisor the principles of optimization and leverage. So let me give you the quick definition of that. And so this will be, this will be more, this is not gonna be motivational uh, chat today. Uh, this is gonna be a dollars and cents chat, which if it motivates you, that's very cool also. So the principles of optimization and leverage basically means this, that in every practice, in every business, in every relationship, there are hidden opportunities, there are hidden points of leverage and let me explain so on the optimization side you know if you look at a client that you have you know a do you have all their money is it an advisory do we have a network statement or financial plan how do we handle life insurance long-term care how do we handle lending how do we handle tax planning how do we handle estate planning I mean, just think about some of the areas that you look at and can you, and if I said, and this is why I talk to my clients, by the way, I said, if you were to have a, a column of all your clients on a spreadsheet and then across the top, we'd have everything that we needed to do, right? So advisory, financial plan, net worth statement, long-term care, life insurance, estate plan, uh, lending issues. Uh, and we went across the board with everything you could possibly either provide yourself or orchestrate with another expert. So the, the, the caveat most advisors have is they, they think they got to know it all, right? Well, Joe, I don't know much about long-term care. Well, fine. Go find somebody that does and partner with them, right? Um, you know, I don't, I don't know much about lending. Go find somebody and partner with them. And when I say partner, it might be or it might not be an economic relationship, but the bottom line is we are quarterbacking our client relationships. So we did that spreadsheet and I said to you, okay, so how many of these situations can you definitively, not I think so, but you know as a statement of fact you've accomplished, right? So client number one, do we have all their money and is it in an advisory? You absolutely know, you suspect, or you don't know, right? And if you were to methodically build this out, you would find opportunities, revenue opportunities, opportunities to serve at a higher level. Now, it makes perfect, this is business 101, right? 
What's business 101? Increase profits, increase gross revenue, right? Expansion, right? But in our industry, especially if you've been around for a while, how have most advisors been taught about expansion? Go get more clients, right? More, more, more. There's no such thing as, those are things too many households, right? It's simply not true anymore. And I think most of you know that. But I often run across situations where uh, I'll be sitting with a potential new coaching client and I'll say, look, hey, how optimized is your, you know, how optimized is your book of business? And I'll say, look, do you have all your clients' money? Is it this? Is it that? And, you know, I'll get these kind of weird answers back. And I said, so reality is you don't know. And then the best part is somebody will say, well, no, I do. I Look, I, I know my clients really well. They've been with me for many, many years. I said, do you know because you're assuming or do you know as a statement of fact? And normally when I ask the question that way, it's like, well, I said, when's the last time you updated their financial plan? Either A, they don't have one, or B, has been updated in years. Uh, where's their current balance sheet slash net worth statement? Oh, you know, you get into those conversations, right? And I think a lot of advisors look at these things as, well, it just work, right? Like, why, like why do I want to have a net worth statement and a balance sheet for all my clients? Uh, number one, it's, it's best practice. Number two, it'll make you a lot of money. Uh, but if we're busy uh, chasing the next shiny object, right, it's going to be a bit of a challenge. So we want to go do that. So optimization primarily means we take, we look at, and, and the way it's done, the way I teach it, is you look, you take one relationship, like you literally get, you pull either one file out or you put one, one client up on the screen, right, on your CRM or your dashboard, whatever you have, and you go, okay, what do we know about this person? Do we have updated financial plan? Do we have a net worth statement? Do we know about their insurances? Do we know about their tax situation? Do we know about who their attorney is? Do we know, do we know, we do know. And if the answer is no, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know, you have tremendous, I've been able to help clients increase their revenue by 50% and not add one new household. In fact, in some cases, reduce the amount of number of households because we create an optimized business, okay? So I want you all to think about that. You know, and, and, you know, this will make you, this video here will make you a lot of money. This audio here will make you a lot of money depending on how, you, how you're, you're consuming this. Think about this. If you were to sit down for a day or on a regular basis, again, there's a lot of different ways we can do this, and you would just pull out each client methodically and, and say, do I know? What do I know as a statement of fact? What don't I know or I assume, right? And you start looking at these and saying, wow, I, I do have some gaps here. And even for a lot of you who sit there and say, well, yeah, Joe, I, do I did a financial plan five years ago. When this person first came on, we did a financial plan. We've allocated it. We've done everything. I said, great. Have you gone back and double-checked everything? Well, no. Now, why is that? Because most advisors assume, right, that if there's a change in the status with their client, the client will raise their hand and say, hey, I've inherited money. I sold a piece of property. I hit the lottery, whatever it is. And then you'll magically just get that information. It is not true. And I'm going to tell you very, I know he's going to listen to this. So we'll, we'll, we'll keep your name out of it. So one of my clients has a very good friend of his who's also a client. When I say very good friend, I mean like hunting buddy. I mean that kind of friendship, right? I mean, tight, right? And, and my client was doing a review with him. And I think probably a week before we had a call, where I basically kind of berated him a little bit, stuck my thumb in his back probably pretty hard, saying, you don't, no assumptions. 
no assumptions. Assumptions in this industry cost you hundreds of thousands of dollars a year of income. Get the revenue side, just income. No assumptions. So he's doing this review with his client, uh, who's his, one of his best buddies. And, and, he, and, he, and he says, because he said, you know, I know you're in my ear, Joe. He goes, you know, hey, is there anything else I need to be aware of? Is there any changes in your economic status? You know, and, he, and we list, hey, you've inherited money, sold any property, uh, sold a business, lot, you know, we just kind of, we just kind of randomly just talk about some things to kind of, you know, get, get the mind going, if you will, right? And, and he says, well, yeah, in fact, last year, uh, my family had this piece of property. Uh, we sold it. Uh, I got some of the proceeds uh, because we wanted to understand the tax scenario. We met with our accountant and, uh, and he said, that, you know, and he uh, referred us to the guy down the hall and we put the money with him. Right. And you can imagine, here's one of your best friends. You go kill things together. Right. And, and the dude put his money with somebody else, not you. And we didn't even know about it. Well, we fixed that, obviously. But that's a, that is, I wish I can tell you that that is a, oh, that's very rare in our space. It's more common than you think. And for a lot of you slash most of you, you have similar scenarios. But you're sitting there kind of, you know, chasing everything and not looking at saying, okay, highest and best use of your time. One of the highest and best uses of your time is sitting down on a strategic day, which is when we're working on the business. And you're going to sit down and you're going to pull out client one, client two, client three, and you're going to ask yourself the questions. And if you don't have a definitive with certainty, get on the witness stand, swear on an oath that I know this to be a fact, then you better go ahead and do a thorough review with no assumptions, okay? So that's how we optimize. And as far as the other pieces go, you need to build your team. If you if you don't have an expertise like in insurance or long-term care or social security or anything else, then go find those experts and put them on your team and be the quarterback, okay? And whether you, you have a revenue uh, scenario with them, a uh, joint venture economically, that's your business, right? I'm just saying is you want to serve the clients at the highest level. And the other thing, so optimization does a couple things. Number one, it increases gross revenue. It blows the doors off of profits because you're really, you're serving the client the same way. You just got it, but you've got a revenue increase. That's mostly pure profit. Uh, it locks out competitors. Uh, the more business we do, the more, uh, the, the, the deeper the relationship, the less chance they're going to wander off somewhere else. There's no need for them to go to a dinner workshop about annuities or anything like that. You know, cause we've got it all handled in house. Okay. In addition to that, we get an opportunity to build deeper relationship with the other professionals. So their CPA slash tax preparer, their attorney, their property casualty person, maybe their banker. You don't know where these things go. And that's the leverage part of optimization leverage, right? I can take any business. And I might do this as a challenge. I'm not doing, don't, 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 don't reach out for me and say, I'll, I'll accept this. I may take this as a challenge and select some, I may ask for some volunteers and I will do this totally, totally contingent, right? So no, don't pay me anything to, to increase your profits by 20, 30, 40, 50% by running optimization. Now you don't need me to do this and I'm not volunteering it right now, but that's how strongly I believe in this. Imagine sitting down and for some, look, and, and there's people that run, and their advisor run very, very well, you know, great businesses, and I work with a lot of those, and I still find out hidden opportunities. A lot of times it's on the leverage side. But remember, rule number one, 
People's economic lives are in a constant state of flux. Rule number two, most will not tell you about it. I don't care how good of a relationship you have, if you're working on the assumptive scenario, it's costing you a lot of money. This is, again, think about it, this is business 101, right? This is just improving revenue, improving profits, being efficient and effective economically. So those are some things I want you to think about um, you know, for our time today. And the last thing I want to say is, you know, we talk about leverage, right? And a lot of advisors have this hang-up on, you know, centers of influence, right? CPAs, attorneys, property and casualty people, business coaches, um, uh, business consultants, HR consultants, depending on your marketplace. I can give you a plethora, sports agents, uh, therapy. I can give you a whole literary of what a COI is, not just a CPA and attorney. And a lot of times I think, I think advisors get turned off because it seems like it's, it seems like a real pain in the tail. And look, it's just a giant number game. And this is all about leverage, by the way. If, if I were to say to you, in your book of business, if we were to have a census on all your clients, CPA slash tax preparers, if we were to have a census on all, all your clients' attorneys, property and casualty agents, bankers, any other professional that's in there, if you have business owners, there could be a lot, lot of opportunity in there, right? A retirees, maybe not so much. But if we were to, if you were to sit there and list, okay, you would probably have hundreds, hundreds of opportunities to leverage. And it is like, here are like, here's 35 CPAs, here's 25 attorneys, here's 50 property and casualty agents, right? And what you need to do, and we're not going to cover it in this video here today, what would happen if you were to methodically over the next even two years just say, you know what, every week I'm going to have one or two meetings with people on this list. Every day I'm going to via email reach out to one or two of these. I'm going to make sure I'm, I'm inviting them to connect with me on LinkedIn, all these people, all these other professionals. Do you think, how much success do you really need? You know, how many CPAs do you really need who drink your Kool-Aid? for it to be meaningful. Think about that, right? So this is just a giant funnel. And again, if you're watching, if you're listening to the audio, it's just a giant funnel. I may have to meet with, and this is what most advisors won't go do. They won't go through the pain and rejection and failure to find the nuggets. I've always found that if you meet with 20 CPAs, you'll find one or two that will be meaningful enough, that are in alignment enough, that have the right belief set, where there's really strong potential to do business together. But if your mindset is, oh, I met with three CPAs and they were like, you know, weird and, you know, they just didn't get it and they don't want any conflicts and, and, you know, you know, and that, that therefore, i.e., I got a sample size of three, CPAs don't work. Do, if, the only way I'll accept that is if you met with a hundred. If you can sit there and say in your career, I met with a hundred CPAs face to face, broke bread with them, chatted with them. And I establish no relationships. I want to hear from you because I want to interview you because that that'll be a first in my career because I've yet yet to see that happen. But again, if we're busy chasing everything, we get nothing. And this is why, again, if you think about it, the two when I look at building a business with an advisor, especially somebody who's been around for a bit, right? I'm gonna look at two core elements. I'm going to look at their optimization and leverage as an area we're going to want to really explore. 
And then we're going to want to look at introductions and referrals from our happy clients as an area we want to explore. These are high leverage, high profit, right? Opportunities. You don't need to go run around chasing everything else. Most of you, if you can just get excellent at these two areas, you can increase your income by 30, 40, 50, 70, even 100% in the next 12 to 36 months. But if you're busy chasing everything and not becoming an expert in anything, you make some money. You know, it, it feels kind of like you're, you know, uncomfortable because you're all over the place. But imagine if you got things tight. So I just want you to think about that. And again, if I can ever help you in any way, shape, or form, I'd love to do that. Keep me in mind. And uh, thank you for watching and listening to this episode of the Magellan Network Show. So there you have it. If you've enjoyed listening to this podcast, I would like a 14-day free trial to the Magellan Network to get better at business development, practice management, personal development, and overall create the ideal vision for yourself and your business. Please visit MagellanNetwork.net. That's MagellanNetwork.net and claim your 14-day free trial. As always, I'm here to help you become a better business owner, entrepreneur, and professional. And with that, I'll catch you next time on the Magellan Network Podcast with me, your host, Coach Joe. Take care.